I just want to take a moment and pray. So, Father, I thank you that you're in the house today. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I want to take a minute to just say thank you to uh, uh, Pastor uh, Kevin and Donna and uh, Brenda and Sharon are away. We bless them. We love them. Uh, John and Lorna, you guys are so amazing. Thank you for everything you do. Um, and everyone else, the leaders and the elders of this church. Um, you guys are amazing. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be here this morning. Are you guys happy to be here? You can shout because shouting is free. You really can. You're allowed to. You can even jump if you feel like it. You can, right? You can run up and down if something touches your spirit and God is moving the tremendous. You can. Because you know why? I'm African. I give you permission. So let's read. We're going to read from God's word. Matthew 14, uh, studying from 15, the Bible says, When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the village and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They did not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke. And gave the loves to the disciples. And the disciples gave the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took 12 baskets full of uh, remains home. Luke 5. Uh, studying from uh, uh, chapter 5, studying from verse 17. One day Jesus was teaching the Pharisees. And the teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And when the power of the Lord, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into, into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof and lowered him on his mat through tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. I want to talk this morning about some of the things that hold all of us back. The limits, the limitations that I have put on myself. The limitations that heaven never put on you. But because you have grown up here, you have been in a, foreign, in a fallen world. You've listened to CNN for way too long. You watch every TV show you're not supposed to be watching. You have allowed your mind to limit the capacity that God has placed on you to change your world. Jesus came. Jesus came. And I said before, shouting is free. I give you full permission. Right? Shouting is free. We're going to have fun this morning with heaven because I believe the power of God is here this morning to transform, to heal, to restore, and to send you home today better than you came in. That's what Jesus does, right? Jesus said, God, God, Jesus came. He came so that you can have life and have life in abundance. You guys believe that? He can, so you can have life and have life in abundance. That means he came to take every limit that you've put on yourself 
off of yourself so you can step into the destiny and the purpose and the call of God on your life. You believe that? God created you for movement. You are never created to be stuck, depressed, oppressed, offended, frustrated, and motivated, refusing to find work because you think that is what is good for you. That is not good for you. You aren't created for that. You are created for movement. Glory to glory means movement. Glory to glory. Joy upon joy. Peace upon peace. That is the movement that God created you for. You are created to live a blessed life. You are created to live a life that's full of joy. You are created to have peace upon peace upon peace. You are created to walk in destiny and you are created. You are created to live in victory every day of your life, every moment, every hour. And you are created to have a sound mind because you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You are who he says you are. You are not what the doctor says you are. And you are not what the teacher said you are. And you are not what the grocery store, uh, store clerk says you are. Just a customer. And you, you are not what the world says you are. So what happens when God creates opportunities and makes space for all of us to have an opportunity to make powerful decisions every day because we are powerful people. So God then can bring you on a Sunday morning to a place like this and release one word in one moment that will change your life for eternity. Do you believe that? Yes. You have to believe that. This is what Jesus does. He changes lives. This is what he does. He restores. This is what he does. He delivers. Do you believe that? God created you to have value. God created you to have value. Your value is what heaven says about you. Your value is that you're seated in the heavenly places with Jesus. What does that mean? It means that you can look at every situation from heaven's perspective. What happens when you take a moment and you're in the thick of it and you refocus and you begin to look at it from heaven's perspective? It changes everything about what's going on around you. He put his gift in you because you have value. If you can uh, sing, you can sing. If you can play, you can play. If you like, you're like Chuck and Rihanna, you can just go there and turn on the thing and you go like this and they say in this country the rest is history. That is the gift that God put in them. If you can dance, you can dance. If you can jump, well some of us can't, you can jump, right? And his gifts, the gifts of God for you are irrevocable. That means they, they will die without repentance. So then what happens in life when we have incredibly gifted people that sit around every Sunday morning and we know how to shout and we know how to jump 
And we can even pray really eloquent prayers that just move people over. That was so powerful. But ladies and gentlemen, I think that sometimes, sometimes we have confused noise for a sound of victory. Especially in the charismatic churches. We shout, we jump, we dance, we go home the same way because you confused a noise for a sound of victory, for a sound of deliverance, for a sound of purpose, for a sound of reconciliation, for a sound of restoration. Are you with me? I'm going to preach today. Give me one minute. We make a lot of noise, but nothing changes. Why? Why is it easier to make noise than to step out in humility and do the work you're supposed to do to have an incredible marriage? Why is it easy to make noise than to step out in faith and apply for a job? Because we'd rather soak in the presence of God. And I'm not saying that God doesn't give you seasons for that. He can. I'm African. If you don't like what I'm saying, I'll go back home. I'm good. But I'm going to say what is in my heart this morning. Doing nothing is not faith. Spending, and, and I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. I remember growing up, we had no alarms. The only alarm and the only thing that woke me up every morning was from every house to house. As far back as you could hear that your ear were able to take, you had people praying everywhere around me. I know there is power in prayer. So that's what I'm talking about. But when we have a generation full of young men and young women who sit in a room all day and say we're contending for the miracle of God and refuse to move and refuse to walk and refuse to get a job, I am sick of a generation that sits around and does nothing. God, God will only move when you move. He can't get a job for you. You have to go and get a job. That is what partnership looks like. He can't work on your relationships. You have to learn some communication skills. That's a good thing to have. Really basic, right? Sometimes it requires that we're humble and willing to take the first step. Look at your neighbor and say, I am who he said I am. I will do what he said I can do. I will fulfill the call of God on my life. I'm going to make my first point now. I will not settle for nothing. We are called to take limits of everything that doesn't line up with the culture of heaven. We are called to take limits of everything that doesn't line up with the culture of heaven. That means I walk in a room full of sick people. You are called to bring healing to those people in the name of Jesus. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, every sickness that's represented in this room, in the name of Jesus, I send a word of healing right now in the name of Jesus. 
Father, I pray that you bring, you, 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 you'll do what you need to do, God. Father, everything out of alignment will come into alignment in the name of Jesus. That God, you do the surgery that you need to do this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. Let healing come to your people right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you still heal today. You are called, you are called to take limits off your poverty mentality. Some of you have millions of, and thousands of dollars in the bank, but you walk around like you have nothing. You don't even know what poor is. So right now in the name of Jesus, I break, I break, I break the mentality of poverty, the spirit of poverty over your people. In the name of Jesus, I release grace upon grace to receive what you have for them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that Father, you will meet every need. According to his riches in glory. We read, we, read from, uh, uh, we read from Matthew, and that was really, really important. It is important because everything has limitation, and when you reach the point of your limitations, you have to have faith enough to believe what God says about you. Because if you don't know you, you'll get taken out. If you don't know that you can look at everything from the perspective of heaven, you're going to lose in the battlefield. And I think sometimes we lose the wars and the battles that we're supposed to win, because, not because of God, but because we don't know us. Really important that you understand who you are. That you understand what he, that the price that was paid for you to be who you are. So you have to have faith. And you have to be able to press in by faith. Because faith then will frame your world. Faith then will help you walk out whatever it is that is going on in your life. Because, why? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you, if you only open your book once a year, or twice a year, or at a point of crisis, you're not even in the book. You have completely missed it. Faith. Is released by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is how you get to walk in faith. Are you with me? Don't worry, I'm going to preach. And sometimes, sometimes we can decree and sometimes we can call out things. And sometimes we can release things, and sometimes we can speak, and it happens, period, because of Jesus. But let's look at uh, Luke, 15, Luke 5 again. And one day, Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. And they had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay, to lay before him. But they couldn't find space. There are moments in our lives where all the words that we have, all the decrees that we have, and all the professions of faith and all the declaration are not adequate for what stands in front of us. There are times in life where we feel like this is so beyond me. I don't know what to do but God. 
There are times in our lives where we are faced with situations and we look at it and we know if it's not for God, if it's not for Jesus, I, this is, we're done. So we need a moment of faith where you get an obstacle and you realize you're not equipped enough. You don't have the strength. You don't have the capacity. And sometimes you've just gone through things and life wears you down. And you feel like, where do I go from here? But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's right. Right? Hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. And so it doesn't matter what is in front of you. It doesn't matter what's going on for you. When you understand the word of God and you read the word of God and you drink the word of God and you sleep the word of God and you walk the word of God and you wake up the word of God and you dance the word of God, everything changes. This is an atmosphere it creates that it doesn't matter what's happening around me. I know I, I can't get into the house, but there is a rooftop. There is a rooftop. Face sees possibilities where there is no possibilities faith sees Jesus where there is no hope faith sees God making a way here we go again he's a way maker and he's a promise keeper he's a way maker and he's a promise keeper that is what faith sees and so you carry your problem with you and you carry your struggle and you find a ladder and you climb the rooftop that is faith <laughs> and then you take a little knife that you have or you use whatever you can and you cut the hole because you refuse to be denied you refuse to be stuck I will not be a victim I will not succumb to this I will not be depressed I will not live in oppression I will not, I will not I will not, I will trust the one who is able to make a way where there is no way. The door, the rooftop opens because of faith. And I feel like sometimes we get stuck and we think this is the end of it. But if you read the Bible, if I was reading the Bible, I'll tell you there's always a way. God can make a way where there is no way. God can make a way where there is no way. God has put inside of you what it takes to find a way. God has put inside of you what it takes to dream. And dream beyond your dreams. Because you're dreaming with heaven. Faith says to you then, go to the rooftop. And then it says, cut a hole in the rooftop. Faith says to you and to me, do something you have never done before. That means stepping outside of yourself so God can step inside of you so you can move by faith. And not by what? Because the Bible says, if I was reading my Bible this morning, I'll let you know that the just must live by faith. And faith alone. God says, do something. Faith says, do something you've never done before. If you make an attempt, God says, I will be there. Pastor Kevin always says, if you show up, he always shows up. When you show up, he always shows up. When you show up, he always shows up. What is the thing that is keeping you so depressed and so oppressed and so defeated? What is it? What is it that you hold in your hand? That you are supposed to give away. 
What is it? In March 14, we read that already. And this story is actually told in all the Gospels. The Bible says, Jesus said, feed the people. They say, we don't have enough. Feed the people. We don't have enough. You guys are way too quiet. <laughs> Feed the people. Do something. Just love. I don't know. Do something. Amen. They say, we don't have anything <laughs> except for five loaves and two fishes. And uh, here's what's interesting. Uh, Matthew, if you read the story, in all the gospel, Matthew is the only one that doesn't tell that this was a lunch for a little boy. But there's something that Matthew talks about that I also find really interesting. So in Matthew, and uh, ah, that was the King, New King James Version, it says, uh, he brought the loaves. They brought the loaves to him. He took it. He blessed, he looked to heaven, and broke. Matthew doesn't say that Jesus broke the loaves into little pieces and handed them over to the disciples to have community. Matthew says, he simply took it, he blessed it, he broke, he broke, and he gave it back to them. Are you with me? He took it, he broke, and he gave it back to them. Matthew tells us that Jesus did not break the bread. He broke the limitations of 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 your life. He broke the limitation. Whatever it is you carry, when you bring it to Jesus, he breaks the limitations over it. And so they ate, and they ate, and they ate, and they ate, and they were full, full stop. And the food never ran out because the young man took all these leftovers home and he had food for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Why? Because Jesus broke the limitations of the... Are you with me? I think that's good stuff. I think that's good because that means the things that used to hinder you should not hinder you anymore. Because that means everything around you must submit to the you in you. Because you carry the presence of God with you. That means everything in you must submit to the call of God in your life. Because when you show up, Jesus shows up. When you move, he moves. When you walk, he walks. That is the kind of God that we serve. He didn't break the bread. He broke the limitations of the bread. Why do you live in a life that limits yourself and puts God in a box? Just because, so you can go home saying, I'm still waiting on God. But you've been waiting for 20 years. Still waiting on God. When does he get to break off the limitations? Off your waiting. When you get to move and do the real stuff, raise the dead, cast out demons, heal the sick, he broke the limitations of the bread. <coughs> you guys believe that? Are you happy? I'm really happy that I serve a God like that who is able to do exceedingly 
and is able to do abundantly. I'm so glad that I serve a God who is able to make a way where there is no way. I'm so glad that I can walk on the water because the limit has been broken off. I am so glad. I am so glad that he broke off every limit. And I don't know who I'm speaking today. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you have just a loaf of bread and you have just some fishes. And you have allowed that to keep you. I'm still waiting on the Lord for a season. And some of us for a decade. And some of us for a lifetime. But Jesus came so you can have life. And he came so your life in him was full of abundance. And he came so there was no lack in any area of your life. And he came. 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 Every time you show up, he still shows up. Every time you come, he comes. When you call on him, he's there. When you talk to him, he's there. When you turn to him, he's there. He always shows up. And he comes to give you life better than you have today. So if you're here this morning and you're feeling discouraged, this message is for you. It is so good. If you're here this morning and everything in your life is falling apart, rejoice because it took the limits of the bread. If you're here this morning and you've been dreaming and trying to start a business, this is for you. Jesus took the limits of everything. The limits that exist in your life are the limits that you have placed on God. All you have in your hands is just enough to pay your rent. But when it leaves your hands and goes in the hands of the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, he breaks the limits off. All you have is just enough for you to buy some groceries for your family for a week. You don't even know where food is coming from next week, but when you take it, and you don't keep it for yourself. And you release it to the one who knows you better than anybody else. To the one who's called you for such a time as this. He will make provision. All you have in your hands is enough strength just to encourage yourself. Just to get through the day. Just to get through the day. And he says, I didn't call you for just good enough. I didn't call you that for just good enough. That mentality has to stop. Just good enough is not in the Bible. You are called for greatness. You are called for greatness. You are called and you are released for greatness. He broke the limits of the bread. That means for you and I, we have opportunity today to eat as much bread as we want. It will never run out because the limit was broken. And the word of God never comes back void. That when you release it, it has to fulfill everything that was spoken before the beginning of time that it was supposed to fulfill. There is no waste in the kingdom. This is the investment worth investing in. Cultivating a life of faith. Cultivating a life of belief in Jesus. Cultivating a life that takes away fear from you because you know who you believe. Who you know who you have believed. <clears throat> and just in case, and just in case, you don't believe this is in the Bible, but Jesus actually is able to take off limits of your situations. I'm going to read the story of a widow. The Bible says in 1 Kings, as surely, 17, 12, as surely 
As the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and for my son. That we may eat and die. But God. But God. But God. Because we know from that story that the oil never ran out. But God. She ate and she ate when she took what she had and put it where she was supposed to put it. God broke the limitations off of it. And all you needed to do was to bring what you had in your hands that you held so close to you because this is my retirement package. Collecting things you don't even need because I need to have fun. Well, I'm African, sorry. Just going to say it. That there are people sitting beside you. They're your family. And they're in so much need. And God has put in you the capacity to be able to stand with them. And be an answer to a prayer that they've been praying for a decade. But you still keep it in your hands. You can take what you have this morning. You can write a new story for the kingdom by putting it where it's supposed to be. God is able to break every limitation. And God is able to break every obstacle. And God is able to move every mountain. And God is able to open every door. And God is able to unleash through your own hands miracles that will wow you for years and generations to come. This is not about you. And this is not about me. It is not about you. It's got to be bigger than you. It's got to be bigger than me. What about your children? And your children's children? And your children's children's children? To a thousand generations. Oh, that's in the Bible too. What are you doing to steward that promise? For your generation. Don't live for you. Live for him. That is what matters. Is that you lived for him. And I know this is hard. For all of us. And I know maybe this is a happy, not a happy message. I also recognize it's not my job. To fill your tank. But it's my responsibility. To empty mine. What is it that's still in your hands that you are supposed to give to him? When it's in Jesus' hands, your dreams. And you can dream better than you've never, ever dreamed before. When you put it in Jesus' hands, everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Changes because, like we've read from the word of God, he broke the limits 
of the bread. And all he was waiting for was a generation of people, was a group of people who loved him enough to say that, Jesus, you're more, you're, you're worth more to me than everything that I put in my bank account. Jesus, you're way worth more to me than everything I spend my time on. That means nothing for eternity. Jesus, you are the one. You are the one I wake up for. And you are the one I walk for. And you are the one I live for. Nothing else matters. Jesus, it's you. And it's you. And it's you. And then it is you. Because you alone are God. And that is what brings you to a place where you can say, like the psalmist saying in Psalms 103, bless the Lord. All my soul and everything inside of me must bless his name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that is put inside of me must bless his name. Don't miss this. Listen to me now. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that is put in me. All my grandchildren, bless the Lord, all my soul, all my children, I will bless the Lord, all my soul, my business ideas, I will bless the Lord, all my soul, my marriage, I will bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that is within me must bless the Lord. For the children unborn that are supposed to come out of your loins, you will bless the Lord, all my soul. For the business has yet to be established, I will bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that's within me. For a thousand generations, God, I will bless the Lord, all my soul. You may not be where you want me today. But here is the deal. When you bless the Lord, you're speaking to everything that is not as though it is. When you bless the Lord, oh my soul, and everything that is within me, bless his holy name. When you bless the Lord, oh my soul, you are speaking to all the children and grandchildren and family that has come outside of you, are connected to you, and they're still out there not loving on Jesus. When you bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that's within me, bless his holy name. You are calling them back into a place of destiny and purpose. You hear that? So why do you walk around so grumpy and so depressed because nothing is going your way when you can just bless the Lord all my soul and all that's within me bless his holy name Nancy Nancy can I actually come here as well? And the worship team, if you're on worship this morning, can you come up for a minute? I'm just going to wrap up. When you bless the Lord, everything that's within you must respond to the call of God. When you bless the Lord, everything that is within you must respond to the purposes of God. When you bless the Lord, oh my soul, every prayer that you have prayed and every word that has been spoken over you that has been lying dead for years must respond to the call of God. You are called for such a time as this. And some of you still find yourself in the grave. Jesus took the meal. 
they had. I'm a really simple person, so I need to say this again because this will change your world. It's the little things that change your world. It's not the eloquent stuff that you go home saying, what the heck were they talking about? Yes, that will preach too. I told you I was coming to your house today. How many prophetic words have you received? And every day you come to this church, you're looking like this, wanting another one and wanting another one. And you have yet to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and everything that's within me. All the words spoken over you. Bless his holy name. Would you just steward what he gave you? So Jesus, he takes this limited meal. He blesses it. He takes the limited revenue and your limited thinking and the vision that you have and the limited education that you have because some of us feel like we had to have a doctor's degree to serve Jesus wrong. You just have to love and love him well and bless the Lord all my soul. So he takes that and he puts a God, a God's touch on it. And then he says words like this, my grace is sufficient for you. He takes the little you have when you give it to him. And he looks back at you and he says, his mercy, my mercy is for you and you every morning. He takes the little you have. He takes the little you have and he looks to you and he says, I know you care everything and everything of you. But I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I am the only one who can make provision for your every need and guarantee it. That's in the Bible too. There's nothing that you need that you're lacking. What you're lacking is a limitation that you've put around you. But what if you actually believe what the Bible says? He took the limitations off so you can fly. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. God this morning wants to break every limitation that has held you on the same seat. Some of you, including me, that's why we come to church and only sit in one place. It is true. It's very indicative of where you put God in your life. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Because it's safe. But sometimes he wants me to sit there. And I just tell Kevin, no way. Joshua 18, I'm just going to finish up. Joshua said to the Israelites, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors has given you? How long before you take possession of the land? Jericho at this time has already happened. So they came into the land and they took a city and they settled for a city. What have you settled for in your life? This is about the promised life that God made provision for you and for me. God did not promise them a city. Jericho was a city. God promised them a land 
They settled for a city. And Joshua said, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land the Lord God of your ancestors has given you? How long will you wait? How long? How long will you dream about it? And go to bed just so you can wake up in the morning and dream again. And then go to bed and repeat routine for a decade. How long? They took a city and got satisfied. But God promised the land. God promised life in abundance and you took the good enough life and it's become your normal but I was never supposed to replace heaven's normal how long will you wait how long how long do you live like this and just go through life the emotions of life and nothing is changing how long Deuteronomy 7 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful. God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love and, he, and keep his commandments. Your simple obedience, your simple obedience, your simple yes. And your choice, your powerful decision this morning to take what you have and put where it's supposed to be would transform your life today. Because only then can God break limits of the things that have lifted, uh, limited you. So this morning, How long will you wait? Ministry team, if you can come, that would be amazing. And if there are things that you've kept that you were supposed to give away, you have the greatest opportunity this morning to watch God take the limits of the things that have limited you. Make your way up here for prayer. Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Let's stand up together. Let's stand up together and worship the King of Kings. Lift your hands up and give it all to Jesus. Lift your hands up this morning and give it all to Jesus. Wherever it is, God can touch it. He can take it and He can take limits off of it. Hallelujah. Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God.
it all to you today, Lord God. We surrender it all to you, Father. Once again, we come before you and we surrender all. We surrender all, Lord God. All that we've held back. All that stuff, Lord God, we surrender it all at the foot of the cross. Every part of our being, every part of our lives, Lord God, we surrender all to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for how you've shown up today and how you've met us here, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We just love you, Jesus. We want to thank you for coming this morning. We want to thank you for being here. If you need to go, please be released. If you'd like ministry, we do have our ministry teams up here. If you just want to come to the altar and surrender all, just feel free. If you want to linger in your chairs before the Lord, you feel free. So one uh, announcement that we do have on Easter Sunday, we will be having water baptisms. So if you're interested, please let someone in leadership know. We just bless you today. We bless you with the favor of the Lord. We bless you with his presence. We bless you with more of his presence in your time with him, in your worship with him, in your time in the study and the word. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you.